What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McClendon with Sports Talker Brandon. On this Monday, today we're going to be talking about two things. NXT, thir- NXT TakeOver 30, which happened on Saturday night, and last night's Slum- SummerSlam, which was an amazing show. Out of the two shows, technically, I preferred SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam was a better better show overall. TakeOver was good, but there's a few kind of things. I think TakeOver's kind of gotten lost its luster a little bit. But let's... Before I jump into that, there's a couple news things that came up in the sports world. First, Mavericks beat last night, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, beat the uh, LA Clippers uh, in a overtime overtime win. Doncic had 43 points, 17 rebounds, and eight assists. Doncic was on fire. He hit the game when he shot two in overtime two win. That series is tied 2-2. Also, the Philadelphia 76ers and Celtics. Celtics win that game to win the series, and we also got. The Toronto Raptors being beating the Nets to win their series in the first round of the NBA playoffs. And news coming out of the NFL. One big story, the one big story out of the NFL was that Earl Thomas has been released by the Baltimore Ravens. The Dallas Cowboys are thinking about picking him up. Personally, I don't think they should. They really don't need him. But they've been trying for years, and this might be the opportunity they get to pick him up. He's had a lot of issues lately with being a team player and everything, kind of not that. He used to be in Seattle, then Seattle let him go because he didn't really work anymore on that team. We'll see what happens there. Um, I'll kind of keep you both on that as I hear things about that. But let's jump right into NXT TakeOver 30. Um, so the show kicks off with a pre-show match, which was the tag team, a uh, number one contagious match between Legato Del Fantasma, which, which was Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza, versus Brizengo, Tyler Breeze, and Fondango. And... Uh, Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. This match started fast, hard hitting. They pretty much isolated. Um, they isolated Bree uh, Fandango a lot in this match. Um, at one point, we spill to the outside. They take out Legado and Fantasma. Oni Larkin hits a lot of uppercuts in this quick paced, really fast paced match. The finish comes when Breeze hits the supermodel, or yeah, Breeze hits supermodel kick. Dango hits like this frog splash kind of leg drop comp kind of thing for the win. They will be facing Imperium somewhere down the road for the tag team NXT tag team titles. Overall, I think this was a good match, good opener, something kind of gets you get your blood flowing a little bit. Um, I kind of figured Breeze Dango would win because later on the show they do say NXT uh, NXT you. XT UK will come back September 15th, so which means Imperium might be going, to, going back to XT UK. Then I might not drop the tag titles to Brizengo in in that exchange, and that where Legato Del Fantasma to pick him up later down the road from Brizengo, which makes sense. Brizengo is a very face team, so they get it off them for easy easily. Um, and then the show properly kicks off with. Um, Yeah, so the show probably kicks off with the match between Finn Balor and Timmy Thatcher. This was just technical wrestling at its masterpiece. A lot of submissions, a lot of rest holds, a lot of like ground mat wrestling, which Finn Balor can do very well, and he pretty much did that. He pretty much said, I'm going to go where you go. I've done this before. Let's go. Let's bring it. And you could tell that these guys really worked a really hard, Hard fought, just technical wrestling match because it not many high spots, not much of the flashiness, but just pure wrestling, and it was 
so much fun. Um, Thatcher had a couple chances to get submissions in to, you know, armbar. He did a, a knee bar at one point. He also did a cross face. He did so many different submissions to try to get Balor tapped. Balor did not. Balor wins with Coup de Gras 1916 DDT for the win. He beats Timmy Thatcher, which makes sense. Keep that Valor strong. Um, and of all the match tonight, I think this is my match. This is the best match on this card. Um, well, actually, this and the latter match are kind of tied for me because these two matches, the first two matches of this card was amazing. Um, so I think Valor wins. I think Valor even wins a good thing that keeps him strong, but also keeps that plate spinning for the North American title bat, title picture because I think he's going to eventually win that title some point down the line. And then we get the North American title ladder match between Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Velveteen Dream, Bronson Reed, and Johnny Gargano. This match was so much fun. The match really did kind of start. The match started before the bell in a sense because Priest punches Velveteen Dream right in the face and the match just kicks, kicks off because he pushes Dream out of the way from the turnbuckle to do his pose. Um... I can't go there with every spot in this match. This match had so many spots. We had Grimes trying to crowd two ladders, and I forget who pulled the ladders apart. I think it was Reed and somebody else. Pulled the ladders apart. He ended up going to the splits, which looked painful. That was kind of a, fun, a little funny thing. Before this, though, Bronson, or Cameron Grimes grabs the ladder, but it's a little tiny ladder, and Bronson's like, who put this here? Kind of ended up like, why would somebody put a really tiny ladder down here? Um... Candice LeRae gets involved at one point. LeRae stops Cameron Grimes from climbing the ladder. She pushes the ladder over. Grimes is like, what are you doing? What? Why are you interfering? Um, which is funny. Grimes can't hit her, so it's not like he can do anything about that. Um, he helps. She helps Johnny. Johnny and Bronson Reed are up top trying to... Or Bronson gets the ladder. Candice, Candice goes up after him to help, try to help Johnny. Johnny gets knocked off. Lays on his back in the corner, kind of, and Candace gets on Bronson Reed's back. Bronson Reed's like, do I? And he does. He goes on top, very top of the ladder, jumps off, does this huge splash onto Johnny with Candace LeRae on his back, knocks both of them pretty much out. They're taking out for this match. There are so many. The only thing that this match was kind of weird at the end, they had so many near falls. I say near falls when it's a ladder match by people going to get the belt. So that was kind of weird. But overall, so many high spots. One point, Bronson Reed pretty much takes uh, uh, Velveteen Dream from the, from the from inside the ring, over the ropes, through on over the barricade onto a table, and he's he gets thrown through a table on the outside of the barricade, pretty much taking Dream out of the match. We have the final segment was where you had Johnny and uh, Damian Priest on top. They pull the belt off the hook. They're both had jockey precision. Priest Prenny just not, takes an elbow and punches uh, Johnny off. Damien, Damien Priest is your new North American champion, which I think is a good thing. Priest deserves it. He's done so much great work for them. Um, looks amazing. Has that charisma. I think they've tried to build him up and uh, do so well with him. I think that was a really good thing. A lot of ladder spots in this match, and a lot of ladders didn't break. So it was kind of like we have one final beat on a ladder. We had like a choke slam, DD choke slam on one of the, on the ladder. We had the slingshot DDT. 
so many ladder spots, but that looks so painful. Some of the most ladders do not break fully at all. No, I mean, I think I don't think. Um, overall, good match. I think. I think Priest was the right person to win. Priest deserves it, and I think that's going to propel him for what's next for him in the um, North America in that scene. I think the first challenger should be Bronson Reed, either Bronson Reed or Finn Balor. Two people, two people who have wins over him, so it makes sense. Um, next we have. Um, So next we have the uh, match between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. This this match McAfee did so well. We also have Adam Cole, who's a very professional and a very good wrestler, so he, he understands how to bring somebody into a really good match. But McAfee does. We have a top rope splash. We have he gets pushed off the ropes one point. Does a backflip to on his feet to get on Sam's feet. Then from the backflip goes four feet in the air like a box jump, back on the top rope, hits a superplex for a two two account. That was amazing. We also had um selling the leg. He sold his leg very well when, when he got kicked. They're trying to sell the left leg. He ends up kicking Cole with a low blow the right leg, which he he did a really good job of getting two count off that. We see he does. Everybody comes out to brawl at one point. Um, uh, McAfee's boys and then Priest, uh, uh, Adam Cole's Undisputed Era guys, they come out to brawl, security tries to break it up, Pat goes in the ring, does this huge, like, splash from the top rope onto everybody, that was impressive, um, Cole, Cole pretty much wins, Cole finally gets in control, takes control, hits, he doesn't hit the one, he don't hit last shot, he just goes, okay, we're going to do last shot. He hits Panama City Sunrise for the win. This was a technical... This was not a technical match, but this was a match where I have to give Pac McAfee some credit. He looked amazing, and he did everything he had to... Cole did everything he had to to make McAfee look good. And he did, and he did, he did it well. So that, by and far, was awesome. Um... No real interference from the Undertaker. No real interference from Pat McAfee's guys. Just a straight up match. And before this, McAfee, before the match, McAfee cut a promo, and you could tell he's really built in that heel side of the promo. And I, and I hate to, I hate to say it, Pat McAfee can talk, but he's also an NFL player. He's a former NFL player, and he's a he works on a radio show, so I get the talking aspect a little bit because he has he has that background of like the talking under and cutting those kind of like talking to a crowd or something. So it makes sense. Um, yeah. I want to see what Pac-Man actually do next. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that. Then we go into the women's match with Io Shirai and uh, Dakota Kai. This match was plotting. It reminded, This match was like the Finn Balor match where Dakota Kai just worked over Io's arm, which is fine. Makes sense for the heel to do. Um, we really didn't get much until the end. They kind of worked over the arm. We had a ref bump. Ref bump happens uh, from the kick that Dakota guys, the running kick that she does in the corner. Uh, after that ref bump, Raquel Gonzalez gets in the ring, hits a huge power bomb. Dakota only gets a two from that. Then 
ref steal down, we have uh, we Io hit the moonsault. Doesn't couldn't get the count for that because ref was still out. The ref's out before so she hits the moonsault. Ref still out. Raquel Gonzalez comes in, gets the uh, gets the power bomb, gets the ref to come to. That's only a two. The EO is pretty much like I'm gonna go on the top rope, knock both of them out. She knocks out Raquel, gets the coda back in the ring, hits another moonsault for the win. The ending was great. It makes sense. The EO needed the win, and I think then EO wins. Raquel's about to pretty much destroy EO. But then Rhea Ripley's music hits, and she doesn't do her whole full entrance with a foot stomp and everything. She comes out, stares at Raquel. Um, EO's in the background celebrating, or EO's kind of off to the side. They stare down for a long time, long, long time. Uh, Dakota's like, we just need to get out of here. Come on, come on, let's get out of here. So she pulls Raquel out the ring. They're still staring at each other as they're, as they're going up the ramp. Dakota, uh, EO's finally start celebrating again. The, sh- the shots on this is really cool. So you have uh, Rhea Ripley behind EO, just kind of staring at EO. And then we come back We come back from replay, come back, she's up the ramp and still staring at EO because she wants that title back. She wants to earn, regain her NXT title, which I really, really loved. Um, my, oh my. This was, that was, I think the storytelling there was amazing. I think the way... They're going to tell that story is amazing, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm all here for it. I am look, I'm looking forward to see where they go with uh, and, uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. If they give me Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley, and you don't, you don't have to give me Martinez Martinez right now. I'll, I'll honestly give me a triple threat with them three, or give me Rhea has to go through both those women to get her title shot. Absolutely. For the time being, Martinez is out because he got choke slammed on the concrete field on NXT last week, so that makes sense. Um, you won't see her for a while. Then we had the main event, which was Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. This match wasn't really the main event I would have expected. This match was kind of weird because they were slow and plotting. Now we know that Karrion suffered a separated shoulder. He's going to have an MRI Monday. It happened the first part of the match, so that I'll give a little bit of I'll give a little bit of break too because if he had the separation, they probably called the match on the fly a little more. But it was so methodical, a lot of like submission moves and a lot of like nothing really hard hitting. They he hits one point Keefley hits a spirit bomb, gets a two. At another point we see um Harian Hit the have the straight jacket. Keithley powers out, but then we just kind of have a lot of plotting, punching, a lot of like, you know, breaking down Keithley. Keithley starts on fire, absolutely. Keithley starts on fire, quick, fast. Um, uh, I think we had an armbar attempt uh, by Karen at one point. Uh, we had couple different things. Ultimately, Karen Cross wins with the straight jacket Keith Lee. Ta- uh, uh, no, he wins with actually a move I didn't expect. He wins with like a power slam, but not like a really power slam. It was like a you know, like a like a suplex kind of looking thing. So he wins with that. Kind of a dud finish, but 
I'm not surprised Karen Cross is going to win the belt anyway. I had a hunch he was. I haven't looked at the. I kind of. I'm really seen how I did in the predictions a group I follow, but I kind of predicted Karen Cross to win. I figured he would. Not surprising. If he has a hurt shoulder, I think they're not going to. And if it's not too serious, I think Cross will be fine. His announced on SummerSlam last night, Keith Lee's going to Raw tonight. So we'll see what they do with NXT because now Keith Lee's quantum leap to Raw. I think the Undisputed Era is going to probably quantum leap to Raw eventually because, or not Raw, SmackDown. So we'll see what they do there. Um, ultimately, okay match. Not not the one to write home about, but I think you could have gave Keith Lee something better. Maybe have him defend the North American title before on Wednesday so Dean and Priest can win it. Or I think a thing putting him in a ladder match, something of that nature, kind of give him something to you know sink his teeth into. But overall, not a bad show. Not a bad show. I think NXT was a decent show. I think my matches were the ladder match, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, and Thatcher and Finn Balor. Those are the matches I would say go out of your way to watch. Um, those are the really good ones. Now let's switch gears to SummerSlam that happened. Last night, like I said, so I like SummerSlam so much more. I don't think I think WWE had to pull out all the thoughts to make this show amazing, and it's not like the greatest show in the world. But you let the wrestlers wrestle, and he didn't do any long finish. Every finish on the match on the show was clean, except for Bailey Sasha Banks. But Bailey Sasha Banks had a story behind it, so that one I could give makes sense because you have Bailey interfere, you have Sasha Banks interfere. So, the, but every other match had a clean, pretty much clean. Hard hitting, just drag out, you know, finishes, um, drag outs, but they were they were clean, easy, you know, good wins by everybody. Um, so the show kicks off with the pre-show match, which is Paul Cruz and MVP, Bobby Lashley and um, Bobby Lashley and Chelsea Management are sent to the are banned from ringside for this match, which makes sense because you kind of have you can't have them interfere. Um, I I also think this is kind of a good match, good technical match. Um, MVP tries to get Apollo Cruz to the outside. He does does a couple things from there, hits a couple clotheslines. Apollo wins with the um, it's a power bomb, but they call it something. They call it a certain kind of power bomb. So he wins with the power bomb for the retaining the U.S. title. Good. I think this is a good match to put on the pre-show. It makes sense. Put something that would give you a little bit of like strong showing at first. Um, so then we head into the main card. We head into the main card, which started with um, Oscar versus Bailey. This match was hard hitting. We had a top rope DDT. We had. Uh, we did a neck breaker. We almost we had a couple kicks, elbow, forearm, so much stuff. Bailey goes after her knee. We almost have a couple. We have a couple Oscar lock, Oscar lock attempts. Like they go so back and forth for the good first couple minutes. And Bailey was pretty much in control from the start. They try, he's trying. She's trying to wear down Oscar. Um, right at the end. Um, Banks gets on the top of the, on the apron. Oscar hits the hip, 
uh, uh, hits the hip attack, tries to hit attack, but uh, Banks gets a, gets a, gets in front of that and gets knocked off the apron, and then from uh, from that we have Bailey do her like I think it's like the former like dirty deed kind of move from Dean Ambrose. I forgot what they call it, but she hits that for the win. Then Sasha Banks comes to the ring, kind of beats her up some more, and they're, you know, looking, standing. Uh, first time that, you know, first match done, now Sasha just has to win hers, and Oscar's going in with an injury, so we're going to see. Uh, Uh, so we, they're, you know, setting up for that, and, I think, I think that was a good win for Bailey. that builds the tension, because Oscar, uh, Sasha helped Bailey. is Bailey gonna reciprocate, we'll see, down the road, then we have Kevin, Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Owens comes back on, on com- commentary for the tag match between Street Profits and Angel Garza and Andrade. This match wasn't... The story isn't great for this match because they had talked about the poisoning, which they don't really get into. The Street Profits already cut a couple wins off them. Uh... Uh... For... Ford gets it worked over for a bit. Ford has a little comeback. Garza, Garza is you know in the ring working on everything. Andrade, uh, Garza knocks uh, Selena Vega off the apron. Andrade goes to check on her. Garza's trying to find a tag, doesn't get one. Dawkins hits the cash out. Then the frog splash, a super high frog splash by Ford, by the way. For the win, they take the they take the win to keep, retain the tag team titles, which kind of thought it was going to happen. They did the cash out. I can't see the street problems losing the titles because nobody really thought Angel Garza and Andrade was going to have that. I thought they could have. Huge spear, a couple knees, powerball. There was so much like in this match for the profits because they gave the they made sure the profits um will look strong. And I think they should have they you know should have. Um but overall I think the profits are not gonna lose the belts for a while until they have another challenger, which is either Vagatorator or I think they bring up the Unspeed Era. Um Next, we had my match that was really fun. Mandy Rose versus Tony Deville. Mandy starts off fast. She doesn't do her full, like, normal slow endurance. She beelines the ring. They go at it. Um, this is a no-count, no-DQ, loser-leaves WWE match. So, basically, anything goes. Um, they end up going to the outside. Mandy grabs the table. Hasn't been used. Really didn't do anything with it right away. Chairs. A lot of knees. A lot of knees. So many knees. Knees, um, bouncing up the announce table. Um, 
the table does come to play. Manny grabs a couple chairs and throws them across the table, almost trying to hit Sonya Deville right in the head, which was kind of scary, but also kind of a, like she's angry. She don't really care. She can do whatever she has to win. Um, more knees by Mandy. Mandy wins with like three knees, and I think what they say is like the fair handling where Champer like Champer has the person all the way up on vertically and drops them down. Um. Um. Mandy wins. Sonya's distraught. She knows she has. To, she's out of WWE. On Twitter, Denise does say Seto, which I have to plug, says that you know, the, uh, Deville just said goodbye. Um, Otis comes out. Otis celebrates with Mandy. She tries to do the calibrator, which was kind of cute. It was kind of cute, but it, it they're good friends and it, it makes sense. So, um, I thought was great. Awesome. Um, so I think Mandy's going to, they're going to put, they're going to give Mandy something more to do. I think maybe she go after Bailey or something, or she gets the opportunity to go after Bailey. Maybe we'll see what happens there. Um, wait, was it raw? Let's make up. Yeah. She might go for Bailey for the title. Um, Otis, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Cause he still has a briefcase, but he's not going to cash in on the person who has a belt right now or the person who came back. I'll get to that later. Um, next match, we had a little promo package for Dominic versus, um, Seth Rollins. Seth comes out in this, like, purple with all these question marks, which is a reference to Ray's outfitted Halloween having 1997. And then Dominic has this really cool, like, dark night. Not dark night, but, like, if you think of a, like, Nightwing kind of outfit, kind of looking outfit, which is really cool. Kind of playing off Ray's, off Ray's normal green gear. Um, this match starts off fast. Before this, we see Dominic come in with his with Ray and his mom, and you know, they're just there to support him. And backstage, earlier in the night, Ray said, you know, Dominic says, I want to do this by myself. And, and Ray... Um, but I think when they did very well, they gave Dominic so much good moves. He did frog splash, he did 619. He takes a couple kendo shots. He takes a couple chair shots. Um, uh, um, Seth. Gets a couple can get tells Buddy to get a couple candlesticks. They do Murphy gets a couple candlesticks. Her his mom walks out. Ray walks up the ramp, tells the mom, no, 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 don't throw in a towel, don't get involved. Uh Seth sees that. Seth's like, I'm gonna go walk up and mess with them a little bit. Ray's like, No, 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 you do that. No, 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 you don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so he Seth comes back, pretty much brutalizes. Mysterio some more, uh, Dominic some more, pretty much Totten Gray. They handcuff Ray to the uh, bottom rope, and Seth hits the, you know, kind of just holds Seth, uh, Dominic there, kind of laying out, hits the stomp for the win, and Seth walks off.
So I think that was really cool. We I think I think Dominic didn't need the win, but you made Dominic look really good. Dominic can still learn. I think he gets a win back somewhere down the road. Um, I personally thought Dominic should have probably got the win just because of the way things were going. Um, but overall, I think a really good match, really fun match. Um, seeing what they're going for from there. Uh, um, then we have Asuka versus uh, Banks for the Raw Women's title. Before this, they cut a promo backstage saying, where they said, we're going to sweep Asuka. We're going to pretty much win- keep her from winning the belts, and we're going to still be the role models, you know. Our reign still continues, basically. Um, so this match starts off hot, fast. Oscar's, uh, Oscar's kind of selling, sells the sells the leg so much. Then they hit, at one point they hit a DDT. That was early in the, that was later in the match. But the first thing they hit was this huge, like sit out, like not sit out, but it's like a flip out. It's like a she flips over Oscar, uh, Bailey Banks flips over Oscar. Into the powerbomb position from the apron, hits this huge powerbomb, and Oscar and Oscar sells it so well. Then Bates gets her back in the ring, hits this huge kick right to the face, pretty much. Ooh, ouch! DDT, this DDT hurt at one point. This DDT was painful. This match was just hard hitting, strong. Felt like something from a new, like like a Joshi kind of style. Um. Um, they did a couple of reverses from the bank statement to the Oscar lock to another cross face to finally the, the Oscar was going to try to do the hip attack misses Bailey's on the right apron. Bailey does nothing. She just does an elbow to Bailey, uh, knocks Bailey off the, off the apron. Oscar, uh, banks tries to get the state, the big thing back in Oscar reverses into Oscar lock. Banks taps out. It, this is hard to explain, this match, because this match was so good. This is my match of the night, because this match made both women look amazing. Looks amazing. Um, this, like, go out of your way to watch this match. I can't get, I can't get this match to justice. Do this match of justice, because it was so, so good. Watch both the matches. Watch Bailey, Oscar, and Oscar. Banks because they did a very good job of tell stories both throughout the night. Oscar um, um, wins the Raw Women's Championship. I told my friends a couple weeks ago, Banks don't really hold on to as long, so she's gonna lose the, t- lose the title right off. It makes sense for the story. It makes sense prior. In most cases, when they used to do it, it didn't really make sense. But hey, we'll see. Um. Oscar, uh, Banks looks upset at Bailey. She hands her the tag title, and the ascension is starting to break. You see that happening. I think they lose the titles next week at Payback, which I don't know why they're doing Payback a week after this, but nonetheless. Um, then we have Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. This was one of those old...
Uh, so this match is like hard hitting the older kind of style of wrestling. So they go back and forth. Randy gets out the ring a couple times because he doesn't want to face it. Uh, McIntyre, McIntyre. Once Randy finally gets in, Mac, Randy hits a couple things on McIntyre. McIntyre pulls out the ring himself, and we go back and forth. Five different RKO attempts. Doesn't hit any of them. We have um, Future Shock DDT. We I think he hit. I think he tries for a claymore. Doesn't hit it. We end up getting. Um, uh, we, we end up getting Spear, Glasgow Kiss, uh, Orton is going for the punt, doesn't happen. Uh, by the way, as Orton's going for the punt at the end, so he goes for the punt, Drew, Drew picks, picks up Orton for this huge power bomb, that was painful. Then, he gets in the corner ready for the Glasgow, ready for, um, the Claymore, Orton evades that, ducks it, then um, Drew hits a backslide for the win. Nobody hit their finisher, but I like that because it was so innovative and it didn't hurt either guy. Um, uh, this was this match was fun. This match made Drew look amazing. I think he's gonna face. Orton again at payback, but if Orton, if there is Orton again at payback, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing that at all, because I think you could make it where they have to try for the Claymore, that you'll see Claymores, you'll see RKOs, you'll see a lot of those hard-hitting finishes. Um, I, I think the one thing I'm looking forward to is what they're going to do with him more, 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 at, pay, at payback, we'll see. Then the night ends with uh, Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. This match was a no. Uh, Uh, they do the no D they do a fall count anywhere match, but I think this announced after SmackDown went off the air, which makes sense. So Braun comes out, pretty much tries to destroy him pretty quickly. This was a fast match. This match only went like 10 minutes, maybe, maybe 15. Um, then he hits like a couple running power slams, puts him through a table, puts him through the announce table, hits another power slam, puts it through a barricade. Fiend gets up all out of all of this. Fiend finds a toolbox, doesn't really use it. Braun hits him with the steel steps. Still gets nothing out of it. Um, goes to the ramp, hits him on the on, on the video board, and they go back in the gorilla, fight back there, come back up to the ring. Uh, Braun is, I think Braun, no, Bray is down. Braun goes outside, gets something from the toolbox that. Bray pulled out, cuts, cuts something, cuts part of the ring to expose the wood, hits the, uh, hits the, hit, was trying to go for the running power slam, doesn't really happen, sister Abigail, two sister Abigail's, 
for the win. Bray beats Braun. Braun gets the title. Title for the match. Uh, wins the Universal title back. Then, out of nowhere, we see this dude in the black shirt. We're kind of like, who is this? And he starts texting, talking to the Fiend. He gets up. It is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns comes back to WWE. Um, he beats up Bray. He beats up Braun. He looks at the title, picks it up. His shirt says, destroy every, every, yeah, destroy, oh no, wreck everyone and leave. Basically, Roman Reigns looks amazing. I think Roman Reigns is going to be a tweener. They can make him heal, but I don't know if they want to. He's more of a tweener because the match, the, the match between... Um, the match, I think the match between Bray and Fiend were both heels. So I don't know if they're going to make him a full-on heel, but if they can make him a tweener, which he's just going to be a, like a very strong tweener where he can he can do anything, you know, he can do anything. I hope they don't give Roman Reigns too fast because his return was amazing. It looked amazing. The beatdown looked amazing. Him holding talent looked amazing. Wait, take your time. Don't rush into it. But honestly, now you have a weird conundrum because now you still have Otis who has the briefcase. Otis not going to cash in on any of three, any of these three men because that's crazy. He would lose. But is there a way that Otis cashes in to get the belt off of him, and then Otis gets a small little title reign and gets, and Roman gets the belt off of Otis? But if he gets the belt off of Otis, that's going to make him. He has to be heel in that case. So we'll see. We'll ultimately see. I am looking forward to what they do with this Roman Reigns angle. Um, I hope, hopefully, they do the right thing with Roman. I love this pay-per-view so much. It was so good. So many clean finishes. No real wonky things happened on the show. And I am looking forward to what's next. I can't say enough about the show. Out of the two shows, personally, I would take a watch SummerSlam. SummerSlam was a better show. Um, I can't say enough about this show. This show was good. I was in my seat just really focused in on watching it. And I think my friends are, too. We're going to talk about it tonight. It's gonna it. one of the better shows they've done in a while. Um, but I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy. I'll be back tomorrow with the Monday Night Raw review. Keith Lee is going to be on there. We're going to have Kevin Owens, with Kevin Owens and on has his KO show with Alice Black. A lot more surprises. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But like I said, I do thank you for listening. Hope you did enjoy, and hope to hear from you next time. See ya.